Hello and welcome to the UCL News Podcast. I'm George. And I'm Claire. It's reading week this week, which means we're officially halfway through the term. And to give you a break from all that, well, I guess, reading, we've been ferreting away to bring you the latest news from around UCL. And unless you've been living in an underground cave on Mars, you'll be well aware that it was the US presidential election this week. We chatted to UCL students from the UCLU American Society and also Professor Ewan Morgan from the UCL Institute of the Americas about their reactions to the results. Yep, and we also visited a newly reopened corner of UCL this week, the little-known Rock Room Museum. Mm, yeah, so there's loads to look forward to. We've also got Ed with us in the podcast this week, who's going to be telling us about some new research from the Institute of Archaeology, which reveals some surprising secrets about China's terracotta army. Hi, Ed. Hello. Hi. Um, but first, as usual, we're going to kick off with the news. So um, UCL Stratford, UCL's proposition to develop a new university quarter adjacent to the Olympic Park, was formally accepted by the London Borough of Newham at a cabinet meeting on the 24th of October. The decision gives a green light to UCL to continue work on developing proposals for the site, which it is anticipated will ultimately lead to capital investment into the borough of more than £1 billion, together with new employment and a major boost to the local economy. The proposal for UCL Stratford envisages research and teaching activities, as well as a hub for business collaboration, some residential accommodation and the enhancement of educational opportunities across the borough. Yes, and there's also loads more information about UCL Stratford on our new website, which is www.ucl.ac.uk forward slash Stratford. And on there, there's a video interview with Professor Nick Tyler explaining UCL's academic vision and also documents that set out the potential benefits to staff and the local community. Yes, and so from one set of visionaries to another, next week it's Global Entrepreneurship Week and UCL Advances are pulling out all the stops to encourage more students to aspire to be the new Richard Branson. Indeed, there will be a bus in the quad on Monday the 12th of November all day for students and staff in student entrepreneurship. And staff from UCL Advances, which is UCL Centre for Entrepreneurship, will be on hand to offer advice there. Since Advances was started five years ago, the team have offered scores of students, graduates and UCL alumni advice on starting their own businesses. It has also supported London businesses to grow and create jobs through mentoring programmes and business boot camps and is leading UCL's involvement in supporting Tech City, which is the digital and media enterprise cluster in East London. But um, finally, we've got Ed with us to tell us a little bit more about UCL research, which has given new insights into how China's terracotta army was made. Thanks, George. Yes, uh, Dr. Marcos Martinez-Torres of the Institute of Archaeology has done the most comprehensive analysis of the Terracotta Army's weapons and has discovered that the craftsmen who were responsible for arming the 7,000-odd warriors, chariots and horses followed a very modern labour model which is now associated with Toyota, the Japanese car maker. So what's different about Toyota? Well, Toyota is quite famous for using an alternative method of mass production, sometimes called Toyotism, it involves using small workshops of highly skilled engineers which are capable of producing any model of car as soon as it's needed. This is different, of course, from the traditional production line system, sometimes called Fordism after Henry Ford, where you have a single vast assembly line with countless workers, each dedicated to making single components. So you're saying that Toyota's more specialised method of production is in fact more than 2,000 years old? Yes, that's about it. Um, 
The first emperor, Qin Shi Huang, who commissioned the terracotta army and the rest of the city-sized mausoleum at Xi'an before he died, uh, he was obsessed with standardization. He introduced standard units of measurement, currency, and script. And he must have been a massive perfectionist because he demanded such exact standards for the terracotta army's thousands of weapons that they're all pretty much identical to the naked eye. Yeah, we've got a, a lovely video with Dr. Martin Ontoyos explaining how these items were made and how such high-quality production was possible more than 2,000 years ago. So check that out on our YouTube channel, which is UCL TV. So that's all the news for this show, but stay tuned to hear reactions to the US presidential election from the UCL Union's American Society and Professor Ewan Morgan from the UCL Institute of the Americas.